And hello, everybody. Welcome to Friday night's after show on Narrative Live. It's good to be here. Isn't that a dramatic, triumphant open? Because we deserve that kind of open. Uh, look who's nice. here tonight. Sandy Bacon, the independent journalist who's been on the show quite a few times lately. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Hi. Hi, guys. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos to you, too. Greg Oliar is here. How are you, Greg? I am well. I'm better now. I'm better, better now. now. Yeah, it's going to be now a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. Nina Berlees here, the amazing and national journalist and author of, I was going to mention something else, but I'm not going to mention something else. I'll mention uh, Trump Women um, and not your upcoming book, which is a little tease for some months from now. How are you doing, Nina? I'm doing great. So I'm we've got a big New show York tonight. hasn't been better. Say that again. Upstate New York has never been better. Has anyone been? Yeah. Uh, can anyone give me an Terrific update on what uh, downtown New York is like? I, I'm <laughs> looking to move back there now, and I'm just wanting to make oh. sure that it's okay. I'm here. Is it I okay? Will it be there. okay? Sandy, the, the streets here. are being plowed. Lower the garbage is being removed. All that is happening. Yeah, it's a little dead, but it's coming back. I think that I think you can eat in inside a restaurant, which I am fully inoculated, by the way, I've had both of my vaccines. Oh, well so, but I still won't go inside a restaurant. <laughs> not just yet. I'm just not ready. Yeah. So uh, and I'll tell you something else. It's uh, apartment prices are way, way, way down. So if you're looking to move to New York, it's a good time to move. I couldn't believe you have the, the means, difference. man, this is the time to do it. The, the, yeah. There's only been like two real estate blips in new york city history in the last 120 years um right, you know after the, after the depression when when um they built the tenderloin and uh and in like the the late 80s and if you could buy an apartment now yeah. do it now because it's not going to be at these prices ever again. And it's really, yeah. really incredible. The prices are incredible for both rentals and for purchases. So I'm, I shouldn't be telling people I should move there first and then tell people. But <laughs> it's just because it's a good idea. Everyone should do it. So we've had a big week and there's lots to talk about. We're going to talk about the Kavanaugh story, the investigation you've been doing on Prevail, Greg. That's been fantastic and actually might have some movement in terms of how people are perceiving Kavanaugh. So that'll be interesting. We'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, a programming note next Tuesday, Ann Nelson will be here along with Dave Troy to talk about the CNP. It's great to have those two together. They both have very different perspectives on the Council for National Policy, the Christian group that's been uh, making fundamental changes to our country. So that'll be next wow. Tuesday at seven o'clock. But on this week's show, we've got a whole bunch of things to talk about. And I was going to start off with all the stuff related to January the 6th. But instead, let's talk about Sandy's experience with, uh, you've, had, you've been heckled, heckled or, or uh, oh, trolled been, online. Uh, I've been What's trolled. Been going on? I'm actually, this is the second time it's happened to me. And it's exactly the same techniques. The first time was by this woman, Ashley St. Clair. Mm -hmm. And uh, she did a video of me that she picked up after her friend lifted his shirt and played with his nipples. <laughs> and then she started her camera after I lost it at her. We were on the train and, and uh, these MAGA guys, this were, they were going to the insurrection. I keep looking at my footage to see if they're in there. <laughs> and they were sitting in our seats without wearing masks. And you got and really angry like, She's like a Jack Posobiec. They're, they're horrible. So they, they put me through their disinformation loop and a million times I've been death threats. So it's the same technique, but this time was a woman who's running against Cuomo. I don't know the details because I don't really know her, except she follows me. This is her name, on, Lindsay um, Boylan. Yeah, Lindsay Boylan. She's running for mayor, uh, for, sorry, for governor. Uh, governor. No, Manhattan I, Borough, I, is it Manhattan Borough president or is that bef no, before? No, I think she's running for governor. Uh, well, no, you know what? Ooh. She seems I'm like she's sorry. a candidate for Manhattan Borough President. But she, no, yeah. no, okay. So she's a, she's a, 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 that's it, that's it. But she is one of his accusers. 
Ah. Apparently. And I did not know this. She followed me on Twitter. I don't know who she is, but she had a verified account. So I said, what the hell? And uh, I go off to shoot this MAGA thing uh, and I come back and all of a sudden she has sent me this, a mm. direct message. So she Your doesn't posts like are disgusting, unfollowed. Good luck. And I don't know who she is. And then I look into my uh, message, you know, my, what, what's that called? Your DMs. thing where people, DM, um, no, no, this wasn't, this was a direct message. Just, then I went into my regular ones. Yeah. And all of a sudden the Me Too movement is completely like inundating me for a tweet that I sent. And, and you, I wasn't defending Cuomo at all. I was just telling him what it was like when I grew up in the corporate world. Mm. When we wore no bras and hot pants to work. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you went to work in the ad industry in the Mad Men era. And yeah. that era was a little different than today. People were a little bit less, uh, less uh, how would you say, selective about what they're wearing to work. They would, you know, well, in fact, yeah, you wanted to look attractive because in that yeah. way, in that sexual attraction way, because that would have gotten yes, you. It came, out of, it came out of the sexual revolution. It was, right. I was a child of the 60s and a hippie. And uh, we were, you know, birth control was invented. <laughs> it, it was just the next pendulum moving out of the 50s became the time that I, you know, when I was young and hot. <laughs> so, what, so, yeah. How does yeah. this relate to Cuomo? Well, she apparently is one of his accusers. I, I guess she's she one is. of the she's three the accusers. Primary, is that she's right? The primary, she's the primary accuser. Oh. We're gonna, I'm going to talk about oh. this in a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, you can fill me in. Thanks. So I did not know this uh, until I read some of these accounts. Now, most of my friends, because they're my friends, were supporting me, and they're saying, "Well, unless he, you know, grabbed her by the." Can you say pussy on your show? You can, but you just said it, so it's okay. <laughs> you know, or, you know, or E.G. Carroll, who he actually, you know, she's accusing him of rape. But to, to the woman I saw on TV said uh, she, he was thinking about, he was, he was thinking about going to sl sleep with me or something. I mean, it was so odd. So my question in the, my tweet was the timing coming out of the nursing home scandal it was like knives were out. Three women in one week. Where were they before? That was my my point. So I mean, it did seem like a bit it. of an operation, right? It did seem like the timing was a bit yeah. strange. And the allegations are not, you know, they're not as serious as they could be, but they're still mm -hmm. serious allegations, although some people might think they're not worthy of that kind of, uh, that level of exposure in terms of the you know, calls for a, for Cuomo to uh, resign. He's of course refused to do that. He's not intending to mm. resign. He wants an investigation. Um, Greg, what did what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is a complicated thing. Okay, so first things first. Obviously, uh, goes without saying. If laws are broken, and he's mm -hmm. in a position of great power, he he can do a lot of things and make people uncomfortable. And by force of being the governor of a state, can you know make people respond to him in, in, in ways that he shouldn't. It's very easy to abuse power like that. And it's incumbent upon him not to do that. He's not supposed to do that. So if he did anything wrong, absolutely, yeah. let's investigate it and find out what he did that was wrong and respond accordingly. If it's sexual harassment, that's one thing. If it's just inappropriate comments at a wedding or something, that's something else. But he called for an investigation. But we, we want to absolutely say... Um, we believe everything that's said. I think that that uh, every that Lindsay uh, DM'd me and sent me. Um, I'm getting echo. 
sent me a link to uh, to her Medium page where she wrote all this stuff. Um, why would she send you a link? Why would she send you a link? Um, just to, I think she was trying to get the word out that she had posted this thing. So I, I read oh. it and I was like, okay, well, this is not great for Cuomo, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then I saw that the New York Post ran a story on it very quickly. But just to back up, mm -hmm. I wanted to start with that. Okay, Cuomo is a, it's an interesting case. I live in New York. I've been living in New York for a long time. I've never been a I don't know if anybody's like loves Cuomo. It's not like we're like, yeah, it was great Cuomo. We love this guy. But I always found him very much like a an unctuous politician. I always described Cuomo as being unctuous. That was always the word that I used back in the day. But um, when he was running for governor again in the time of Trump, he was running in the primary against um, Cynthia Nixon who was on Sex in the City and is a progressive and I'm sure a good person and has really good progressive ideas that probably I agree with more than I agree with Cuomo's ideas. But in the time of Trump, what we need in New York, this is my position, we need somebody who knows what they're doing because New York is a tough place. Albany is a tough, tough place. There are sharks there and Cuomo knows how to swim with the sharks. And if we are gonna be safe during four years of Trump, we need a governor who will protect us during that time. So I was like, I voted for Cuomo in the primary. I was like, please just let him what we cannot have any, we need someone who knows what they're doing, who can steer the ship. This is not a time to have an experiment about somebody that is inexperienced. He won and you know, that guy uh, during the COVID time, he kept me safe. Mm -hmm. His decision to close the SUNY campuses when he did in a year ago, right around exactly a year ago, actually, uh, early, much earlier than other places were being closed down. I live in a town that has a big SUNY campus, and that's where all the cases were coming from. He shut that down, and by doing that, saved me, okay? He saved my family. He kept us safe. And then he goes on TV every day at 11 o'clock for however many months that was and reassured her. But my wife listened to that like it was like a storytelling from the gods, mm -hmm. you know? It was a national so, story. It was big. Uh, it's very rare with a politician that you have somebody that you can say, this person actually benefited my life in a super positive way. Something he did literally saved me. So whatever happens with Cuomo going forward, the amount of goodwill that has built up over this time is going to be almost impossible. Like that. I, it, he, he really has to be, uh, my analysis is something has to be really bad for it to stick to him. Because the nursing home thing, which I still don't fully understand, everybody that I know that I've talked to about it is like, wait, what? Huh? You know, yeah, it, it may that, be awful, I don't know. But it's not something that people are worried about because, again, he, this is a crisis right now. We're in a crisis, and he's keeping us safe. So if you're on a plane and you're flying through turbulence and there's like, you know, you're in the Star Wars movie and there's like people coming shooting at you and stuff like that, and you're in the plane and the fighter's there, and then you read a Medium post where they're saying the fighter pilot, um, you know, was sexually inappropriate to me three years ago, you don't then immediately take the pilot out of the plane and throw him in the – Wait till the plane lands and then do the investigation. This is a crisis right now. Well, so the knives are I, out for, for Cuomo. I know. I mean, they really I don't, are. Like, I don't want to minimize. I don't want to minimize <laughs> what she's saying yeah. because I believe her. She's. I, I, there's no question in my mind that everything she wrote is 100% true. Okay. 
But yeah. there's a line. There's a there's a there's a time and a place for it. Where what is the time and what is the place? Why is she doing this now? This is someone also who tried to primary Nadler, which right. is not cool. Okay. Right. Um, we so have Nina a guy wants to up jump here. In. Nina wants to jump in. I can tell. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I don't know what Sandy. I don't know what Sandy tweeted, but I, I just I, I recommend you to look at my friend Megan Daum's book, The Problem with Everything, because she talks about <laughs> the problem of feminism between your generation and the mm -hmm. Me Too generation now. And there's a there's a chasm of misunderstanding yeah. and yeah. it has to do with the toughness issue that you were starting to get to. So and I'm in the middle. So I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about that. But what I mean, I think Greg just got, just won himself a whole bunch of of trolling tweets if, if people are listening, <laughs> the type of people who are who are trolling her right now because Here's the problem with Cuomo. Look, Greg, we would have really, really liked to have Al Franken in the Senate during the Trump yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. We gave him, we gave him up. We mm. let him go, and it was a Roger Stone op. Mm -hmm. mm. It For was sure. not anywhere near what is being alleged here. What's being alleged here is, you know, he's a 60-year-old man in the middle of this Me Too movement. It's been going on for four or five years. You just don't do that with 25-year-olds. I mean, there's a picture in the New York Times no of grabbing this woman in the, in the, by the face at, the, at a wedding and talking. And there's evidence of her trying to kiss her un, in, unwantedly. It, you just don't do that. I agree with you that he, you know, especially during the month of April, the horrible, I mean, look, yeah. he was in, New York was slammed first. The, the administration of the former president behaved, made criminal level decisions, as far as I'm concerned, about how to handle it and how, there's, how they were going to deal, use federal power or actually not use federal power. And these poor governors of these states, starting mm -hmm. with Andrew Cuomo, had to get on the phone with these people and understand that, oh, wait, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to play this by market principles. We're going to mm -hmm. make decisions. We're not, you're not going to help us out with PPE. You're not going to help us out with ventilators. You're going to make us compete for, with the, we're bidding. We don't even get a, a, a primary purchaser out of the feds. The states had to fight with each other. So, yes, you're absolutely right. He was thrown into the fire, and he did a terrific job of calming people down. He was a, he was a national hero for two months, you know. But the problem is he, you just don't do that in this day and age. And I think he's going to go not. down for it. I think he's going to go down. I'm not for defending it. him. Let yeah. me be clear. No, I know. I'm not I, defending okay. him. There's but, such different standards. I mean, the GOP oh, just, has their own standards and they seem to be okay with, you know, whatever his name is, Maddox or what's the new guy's name. That's right. But They're fine with him being a, a awful person. But if he's you're a Democrat, a you have different standards than Republicans. If you're a Republican, you can be a criminal. You could be a, an absolute felon and you'll be promoted to the biggest job in the land. That's right. But if you're a Democrat but, and you hold a woman by her, by her face, you're out. Your career is over. I mean, that is just not something that Democrats can survive. That's a, a sliding just, scale of justice. Let me just add, because there, you, well, you didn't get into are, are the nursing home, mm -hmm. the nursing home situation, which is something I actually do know something about because, as as Zev alluded, I've done this. 
I've done this little book on the pandemic. And, you know, again, it goes back to Trump and it goes back to the feds not doing their job, throwing it to the states. They had no idea what to do with these hospitals. So he said, take them out. Move them to the move people if they have COVID, get them out of the hospitals and move them in, back into these rehab centers and these nursing homes. They did that, and that is, you know, that's a problem. If you had people, if you had family members in these places and they were locked down, your grandma or your mother or whatever, they locked down and they locked them in with COVID patients. You know, that's mm. that was a problem. That that's was right. not a good call. Again. I don't. I don't necessarily blame him because he was given such a terrible. Just explain that to me a little bit more. Terrible hand. They took patients who did not have COVID. No. They They took patients who had COVID. The COVID patients in the hospitals, they moved them to the nursing homes. They They were normally residents at the nursing homes, or they just never been to the nursing homes before. They were normal they, they, he, t- he told the nursing homes that they had to take these patients who had wow. been exposed to COVID. And so they moved them into, these nurse- into the nursing homes. Mm. They were moving them into the nursing homes, even though they had positive COVID tests, because they were trying to make bed space mm. for people. Or they had, they had been exposed to COVID. So it wasn't just the aid workers coming off the subways that were bringing it in. They actually did this thing at some point, and I don't know ex- exactly when it was, but, you know, Again, they had this wave of death and the hospitals mm. were overcrowded and they didn't know what to do. So they had to make a decision. And that was the decision that he made. And he's going to catch a lot of heat for it and they're going to investigate it. And they're investigating it because it was not the right thing to do in retrospect. Mm. But again, in, you know, in, the, in the moment, I don't know what they would could have or would have Wasn't there an entire uh, National Guard hospital that was set up uh, at the at the Javits Center? Right, right. That seemed empty and the, at and the, the time. Comfort, right, and the comfort, yeah. you know, Trump, yeah. Trump sailing the, uh, that's right. That was like all federal Trumpy bullshit, though. I it mean, was it was there and available. Yeah. Cuomo didn't have used. control over that. Oh, that, that he wasn't, did not have control over it. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a fucking, uh, uh, Sandy, I think you're muted. Yeah, you are muted, I think, Sandy. No, we can't hear you. We want to hear you. Can't hear you. You're muted, or your your microphone's up here, so the volume should be up. Try this. Mm. No, we lost you somewhere. Uh, we're using the other microphone before. You can try reconnect if you want. That might work. Um, there you go. That might have done something. Oh, yeah. No. No. It's like a Zoom meeting. <laughs> um, it's not showing up here at all. Um, and again, all as we're talking, I mean, all this stuff obviously will need to be investigated. And if he did something wrong, then he did something wrong. He's good. Then, then, you know, after the investigation and the facts are known, we can figure out what we want to do. But let's but, be clear about this. This is really about 2024. This is not about anything else. This is about them wanting not to run in 2024. He's a popular Democrat with a good track record, and they don't want him anywhere near the presidential elections in 2024. I mean, that's, I think, what it's about. Uh, if, I was, if I'm putting my Roger, you know, Roger Stone hat on, that's, that's what I would be doing right now. I'd be throwing as much dirt on Cuomo today so I don't have to deal with him in 2024. The other, the other, kind of conspiracy theory going around is that, oh, he's going to leave and then the, the next governor will pardon Trump. That's what people right. are saying yeah. and, and sort of speculating. 
which, you know, I, nothing can possible. be discounted with these people. Now, yeah. I don't know much about the lieutenant governor. I know she's a Buffalo politician and she's very much not a progressive Democrat. She's a centrist, possibly even somebody who 30 years ago would have been an R who's running as a Democrat in New York because you can't win otherwise. Um, Buffalo politics is really, really dirty from what I understand. Mm. And lots of uh, a disproportionate amount of stuff comes out of Buffalo that is maybe not so nice. Harvey Weinstein's from Buffalo. You know, (laughs) it's not great uh, from there. But, you know, again, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it what seems the, like a real, that's another real, you know, Stone would think of something like that. He would have made we don't, a deal well, what we don't with the want, lieutenant okay? governor. We don't want a Republican uh, governor in New York, and we don't want a Republican governor in California, as bad as the haircut over there is. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Sandy. Stephen, I still can't hear you. You are going to probably have to reconnect. Uh, back on the Cuomo thing for yeah. a minute. I mean, I just don't think that he's, um, it's going to be, you know, I think he, he may be able to tough it out with these allegations, but, um, you know, it's just such a dumb move. In, in this yeah, day it's age. completely stupid. It's he completely stupid. He, and not, it makes you wonder about his, you know, his kind of judgment. If he, if he does that, I mean, it's the one thing that's so easy not to do. You know, in in this day and age, when you're, you know, you're you're watched. I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's just, it's just too bad. But. Uh, you know, and he. But, okay, I have to wait. say that I covered him. I covered. I covered. You know, I was around during the Clinton years, and I covered Washington when he was down there. I think he was at HUD or HHS. I can't remember now. I think it was HUD. At HUD. Um, and uh, you know the the kind of the the word on him down there then was he was the least liked guy in the administration. He was he's abrasive. He was much yeah. younger. Um, Cuomo's not a nice guy. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. He's, you right. know, he's an aggressive temper. When I was uh, covering local news in New York, he's not a, he's not a, you know, he's he's not a nice guy. But if you're going to be be a, a governor in New York, you're going to have to be like that. I mean, it's just right. not a nice place for politics. Yeah. And so that's kind of the know, point, you know. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you're going to get a nice guy politician ever being the the governor of of New York or the mayor of New York City. They're both you know tough jobs. So you know, but, it does get a bit brash down there. But I for me, it I makes ask? yeah. I want to ask a question because I don't know. Okay, I, I if you're a Cuomo or somebody, anybody in this situation, and you've been accused of something like this, what are you? What should you do if you think if, if you don't think that you're you know completely guilty? Um, because it seems to me that calling for an investigation, an independent investigation, and apologizing, which he did both of those things, is mm-hmm. the right move. Did, did what did you think of his of his response? I mean, because I thought it was fine. I, think I, I don't know what else he could have done. It's the- I, I I absolutely agree. It's the right. What else can he? What else could he do? Short yeah, of stepping good. down, and I don't think that he should step down. As I didn't no. think Al Franken should have should have stepped yeah. down. Um, but uh, so aren't we saying the problem is really coming, with the Democratic parties? They're coming out of the woodwork for him, and and you know mm. you just can't you can't in, in in Democratic politics, it's pretty hard to get past that. Anyway, I, I don't know. I, but for I, me honestly, too, it was it made I sense right at the beginning of me too. It made sense. Does it make sense a good now? Presidential candidate, anyway. I don't think that he would have. No, 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 no. You don't think he's going to make no, it? No, no, no. Um, she, he's she's not, saying he's not, not, not a presidential candidate. No, he's not. That, that he can't do. I don't think. 
Let me get back and, and to the other issue that I'm trying to get to here. So the, the issue is, you know, how do we judge our politicians? On what kind of morality scale do we judge them? Do we put them up to this level that is impossible for them to reach uh, because they're human beings after all and people have memories and the internet has a history and it's impossible to keep everything quiet these days? Or do we have to set a different standard for our politicians because we acknowledge those facts? We acknowledge the fact that well, there is... Well, we're a, obviously you know, not doing that because we've just had cr a crime family in the White House. So Well, on the Republican know, side. I'm talking about the Democrat side. With, you know, yeah, that's right. The Democrats, the Democrat side. I, you know, obviously this country is not as prudish as the Europeans like and, you know, we we like to snicker that we are because we have this we had this clan in there, this clack. Yeah. Um with uh, you know, rape charges and everything going all the way down from that. So and people didn't mind that. They were fine with the Trumps. And didn't mind that and he nearly and he got 70 million votes. Yeah. Um so hmm. that is not a big problem. So what do we do yeah. in the in the left scale and the democratic side? What do we do to change the the morality scale because it seems like it's not fair. If you want to be a politician, it's a lot easier to be successful as a Republican than it is to be as, as a Democrat. Well, the the left has a cancel culture problem, and that's for sure, yeah. on the uh, on the progressive side. All right, let's leave. Sandy, can you hear us now? By the way, I can hear you fine. We can, can you hear, hear you. Okay, we can hear her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! you should have a, you should have a say as we've been talking about your topic. So yes, I, I wanted to say as the MAGA whisperer on the panel, <laughs> yeah. um, they uh, every time I would bring up that Trump murdered uh, five hundred thousand people, and people I knew personally, uh, their comeback in the disinformation QAnon loop ecosystem was, well, what about Cuomo in the uh, nursing home? And they have been saying this for months and months and months. This is their comeback. It's like they have talking points, you know, if you're talking points. Yeah, sure. And that's, Absolutely. and that, they have, they don't, and they're, you know, he's a Marxist, he's a socialist, they don't understand what any of those words mean, but always their comeback, and it's like, you can't even, where do I start? You can't talk to them, because they have been brainwashed to think. So my quarrel with what happened with him, I, it's terrible. But I don't know if we knew what we know now about a transmission of the disease. I you know about uh, the, the masks and the social distancing a year ago. I don't think we knew that when he made that decision. I don't could be wrong. Uh, it was, you know, but nobody knew anything. And people were dying. We were there are more people dying in New York I don't know how many a day it was it was, it was hard i mean non-stop sirens up first avenue where i live uh going to the hospitals and and the the trucks the refrigeration trucks i went there i saw them for the first time and i just sobbed because all of a sudden i knew what they were for you know but that's been their thing their thing so then now their new thing if you go into the right-wing people twitter verse now they're jumping on this sexual harassment thing and they were jumping on the nursing home thing. So I just don't trust it because yeah. of the way it's being amplified. There, there's no question that it is being weaponized by the, the right wing people. There's no question whether it, I, I, again, I absolutely believe it's true and that the allegations are true and that he did all of these things. There's no yeah, doubt too. in my mind, but me that too. doesn't change the fact that these things are being weaponized right now for a yeah. specific purpose. Um, and again, I don't know her from a hole in the wall, but trying to primary Nadler is weird. That's not something you do when Trump is president. We, I was going to tell this before. 
we have a, a guy up here. I, I what the heck this year my name? I can't remember. Nineteen, I think. Uh, I can't. Uh, and uh, a guy that we know in the town ran as an independent because he's a progressive. And this is like a this is a really purple district. It could have gone either way. And it's like, what are you doing? You can't run as a as a, as a lefty now and, and siphon votes from the Democrat while Trump is in office. Mm. And I went on Facebook and I called him a Russian asset. And I said, you're doing Putin's work, dude. I'm sorry. You might think you're this Bernie, this and that, but you're doing the work Mm -hmm. of Putin and you should step down. And he took Republican money to, to, you know, finance his operations and this and that so he could be in the debates and all this stuff. And um, anyway, the moral of the story is if you call somebody a Russian asset on Facebook and then you see them at a small party a week later, it's not, it's not, great. It's not great. In real life. But um, I'll, go to my, I'll go to my grave. The guy, he, he did that. And that's yeah. a, that, it, there are, look, most of us are small. This is Hilla Bean stuff, right? We don't really have the individual impact to make a difference in the future of the country. But by running for uh, as an independent in this district, he was basically doing Trump's work. He was. There's no two ways about it. So somebody who does that with Nadler and gives Nadler a hard time. Look, Nadler's not perfect, but that's a seat we got to win. We need that seat. What are you doing? Sit down. Now's not the time. Now is not the time yeah, for but that kind of stuff. That's, those aren't ops, Greg. I mean, you're joking about the Russian, you're doing the Russian <laughs> work, I hope, because those are just, you know, the left is na- A, naive about politics, or more naive about it than you and I are, and B, you know, there really are people who believe that, uh, you know, there might actually be someone better to run and be in Congress, like AOC as opposed to whoever it was that she beat, who, who, you know, you wouldn't have thought, you know, you need to get these voices in there. I mean, you know, I don't think. Not in can... a, not in a general election as an independent that he was siphoning votes and he and was taking be, money from the Republicans. There could be an operation. There. I mean, doing. there could be an operation. It may not be the Russian operation, but it could be a GOP operation to split the votes so they can get their guy in. And that it absolutely was like the Republicans often... gave him money. Okay, That's what go. they did. He took money from that Republicans to run it against the happen. Democrat. Fuck that guy. So That's it. this week, uh, did you guys watch the hearings this week? I was stunned. Yes. I was watching uh, Walker, uh, just General Walker, I think he's, he's a general, talking about the three and a half hour delay that the, the brass at the Pentagon put him through in order to get the National Guard who are waiting on a tarmac in a bus for hours uh, to the Capitol in order to defend the Capitol. And it's great that this guy showed up and testified, and it's great that everyone else has testified. But the people who should be testifying, and mostly they're, you know, this crowd here, the General Tata, um, I wouldn't say Michael Ellis necessarily, but Ezra Cohen-Watnick, Kash Patel, these, those three in particular Miller, are Pentagon. Miller. Yeah, and, and of course, the number one person who should be testifying Miller. is the Ms. Miller, this guy, the Assistant uh, former ah. sorry, Acting Secretary of Defense. and. And none of them are showing up. I don't even think they're going to show up, which strikes me as being kind of incredible because you've got people who are currently members of the Pentagon running the Pentagon and the former acting secretary of defense who do not believe that they need to respond to oversight from the Congress. That to me is a stunning thing because we really are still, I believe, in a coup. I I know people think it's over because January 6th was shut down, but we are still in a live national security threat. And this coup is ongoing. Uh, And if if our military is currently run by a bunch of people who believe in that coup, we have a really serious problem. Then I don't know if Biden really has control of the military. 
military coup. Can I can I just say what I yeah. little thing that I put together yesterday after or when I watched the uh, hearings because <clears throat> I was there in the front on the west side and I didn't know people were breaking in or anything, but I did never. I now saw no cops all day, not one. Mm-hmm. Forty thousand people, not one cop in that three hour period. And then I have at four ten that afternoon. I have video of a guy with a megaphone, one of the insurrectionists, saying um, Mayor Bowser wanted to bring in the National Guard. This is 4.10 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And the fighting was winding down. They were still fighting, but there was winding down. He said Mayor Bowser wanted to bring in the National Guard, but the Department of Defense said, no, thank you. Well, who said that? And who yeah. told this guy? Who told who this told guy him? that? Well, I mean, the other thing is you're saying there's no cell phone signals, so he couldn't have gotten over the phone. It must have been sent to him over one of these, you know, Russian, wow. Chinese-made Chinese, uh, yeah. headphones that they got um, in order to communicate with each other. So he And the meeting was still ongoing. That's the thing. At, at 4.10, the Pentagon was still meeting about whether to send someone to send the National Guard. The only person we know that left the meeting is Charles Flynn, who is Michael Flynn's brother, we shouldn't and have been lied. in the meeting at all. And they lied. And they lied about him being at the meeting. And then on top of it, they lied about the fact that he was he was the guy who said it would be bad optics to send the National Guard in, but to suppress a insurrection by your brother. I mean, we have a real problem they here. I just feel like everyone's law. letting this go by. No, but it's a wanted, serious issue. They wanted his brother gave a speech. Michael right. Flynn gave yeah. a speech where he said, because in the information, disinformation mega loop, at the second rally, which is the 12th of December, this woman said to me, uh, Michael Flynn, General Flynn said we need to, Trump needs to declare uh, martial law and we should have a, uh, a, a, an election uh, overseen by the military. Mm-hmm. Or you could just move to Venezuela. Whichever yeah. one you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what they were planning to do. Here's, by the way, yeah. a picture of Charles Flynn. The, the rest of this picture includes Mike Flynn. Uh, there is Charles Flynn holding up a Q sent me sign from a barbecue at Mike Flynn's place. This guy's not, you know, an, uh, just an observer and in any way objective on this topic. He really is the real deal here. I don't yeah. know why he's even in these meetings. I don't know why he was making the decisions around this meeting, and I don't know why he was then volunt- um, nominated for a promotion. Subsequent to January the mm-hmm. 6th, this guy's been nominated for a promotion, and he's now uh, running the, the Pacific Fleet or whatever it is that we have over there. They should nominate him for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor because that guy's ran out of central casting. You know the timing. Wait, Zan, can I just say one thing? Yeah. The timing, this is what I put together after the hearing. <clears throat> I went back and looked. Remember when Trump fired everybody in the Pentagon two weeks before the, it was it yeah. was November thirteenth. I, I got the date. Is that oh no kidding? So you remember? So November thirteenth, he fired, and everybody goes, "What the hell is he doing that for?" Nobody could figure. Out. So oh, he's going to have a, a military coup or something, which is what he actually did. Uh, but what was what was his motivation for the timing? Well, the next day, the fourteenth was the first. It was called the Million Mega March, but it was really the first Stop the Steal. There were three of them. There was one on the 14th of November, the 12th of December, and January 6th. And I believe that they were dry runs. And what he did was he put all those guys in that could say no, that the 
uh, National Guard could stand down and the Capitol Police had to stand down because the politics of D.C., which nobody seemed to explain accurately during the hearings, by the way, they didn't seem to understand how it works. You can't just do like we do in New York. There were 200 cops today for 10 MAGA people. 200 cops City. in riot gear in New York City. None on January the 6th when 30,000 people showed up to storm the Capitol. Yeah, so he did it on November 13th for January 6th, is what I believe. Yeah, it's quite possible that he did that. I mean, it seems like he had a plan. He also said that he uh, delayed his speech by an hour in order to yes. allow the Proud Boys to sort of move in at the Capitol, which would have mean, meant that he was aware of what the plan was that day, that he knew 100% that he needed to get the uh, the Proud Boys some timing or some time to get to, to the Capitol. And who were the guys on the bullhorns shouting orders to them all who, day who long for they? five hours straight? Who you know, you're there or you're frozen. I can't tell if you're frozen. Oh, or I'm here. Okay. We're hogging it. <laughs> do one of you jump in, you know, Greg. Yeah. What are your thoughts about this, about the insurrection? Go. Are they, Nina, go. Are they you, subpoenaed? Yeah. Are, they, are these men subpoenaed? No. Nobody knows about them. No, I don't think they're subpoenaed. I mean, Cash Patel and David. No. No. I think Miller might be in the process of it, but I don't think any of these other guys have been subpoenaed. I mean, this is why, look, the Trump administration, like the Bush administration before it, they blew off congressional subpoenas all the time. I mean, that's all they ever did. The, you know, W and, you know, the hidden 20,000 emails of Dick Cheney related to the Iraq War that disappeared, or I don't know how many millions of lost messages uh you know they blew off the subpoenas on that uh ran the clock down until obama was elected and then obama administration suddenly found them all and they went off to the national archives under classific classification and they're 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 in a um uh they're in a they're in a state that's going to be very difficult to they tried to destroy them essentially so they blew off they you know this is a this is a tradition with the republicans they blew off the uh subpoenas Tr you know the, the trump administration was blowing off subpoenas left and right so not a surprise that they're not going to get cash patel and company to show up if they do subpoena them um but uh you know that's why we need merrick garland and that's you yeah. know that's and they're holding that's that way hearing yeah. Well, but that's not going to they're not going to be able to hold that up forever. I mean, Tom Cotton can't hold that up forever. He can he can, you know, run for president 2024 by doing this and waving, you know, waving the flag. But they can't keep Merrick Garland from getting confirmed. That's not going to happen. Um, you know, and, know yet. You know, the big question I mean, the is, is Merrick Garland going to come in and actually start uh uh, you know, uh, invest, you know, criminal investigation into this. I mean, I think that he has the instinct for it because of his grounding in the Oklahoma City bombing case. You probably all know this, that he, he really cut his teeth on that. He started mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, he was in, in the Clinton White House, I think, when he uh, went, went, went to Oklahoma and um, was very involved in, in that. Uh, and... Uh, I think that he's the he's the man for the job if so if anybody's going to do it. But somebody mm -hmm. has to bring criminal charges. It's not enough for just the Senate and the House or the sorry the House to be holding these hearings because you know I mean the purpose of, of those hearings is really theater, right? They should run right. them every single day until all of them are out of office. Nice. Uh, you know. Do you think you know, Nina? 
do you think they're going to get away with this? Like they got away with everything. I mean, isn't this the tipping point? Do you, do you guys think that they could possibly I think some, get well, away? I think some of them are in. I think some of them are in jail now and will stay in jail. These some, but will the no. will the top will the top dogs yeah. get away? Roger with Yeah, Stone, Michael Flynn, uh, Bannon. Yeah, they got pardoned. No, they got that they can. Pre- you know, no, I mean, Trump at- can't. Trump did not self pardon, and I think you know people are overlooking the fact that he is in legal jeopardy, left, right, and center. And I huh. think those, you know, that at that some point, that's going to uh, become an issue for him. Um, right. But these guys but, are not going you know, to jail. I don't think they've even been it. questioned. I, I don't think so. I think they are. I think Roger Stone's going to jail. I don't think because so. Because you can't preemptively pardon. You can't pardon he, for something you haven't done yet. I don't think he's even been interviewed. Honestly, I don't think Roger Stone, I've not heard him being the interviewed. The target is the last to know, honey. All right, so possibly. Alex Jones not being interviewed. Uh, and Giuliani, again, there's again, an investigation on. We know look, that we much. We don't even have an attorney general yet. Right, the right. FBI right. has been arresting a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people are already in jail. And, and, and we're in jail. Even when Trump was president, they were arresting people. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're clearly working this case. I oh, think yeah. the megaphone people, if the megaphone people haven't been gotten yet, they will be. They're not going to not figure out who they are. Right. You know, they're going to find that's them. my next video. My next video. Because your video is there. You know, we yeah, have evidence my, my of this. Next video is one right after another, all of them, with their Good. orders. Orders. That's what that's what we want. Uh, the Who FBI is very very good yeah. at finding people like that and tracking people down. That's what they do, as I understand it. They apparently that's yeah, I agree. So we, yeah, we, we were right. just waiting for Mary Garland. That's a that's a good thing. There was someone from the administration that was uh, arrested today for being part of the January sixth yeah. insurrection. This is uh, Frederico Klein. See him there in the wanted poster. There's another picture of him here. Oh my uh, god, those pictures are so ridiculous. This is guys. Can we just Zeb, just freeze that for a second? Can we just admire? Like, look at these. Look at these fucking morons. Why would anyone follow any of these dipshits? Yeah, morons yeah. into 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 the battle of the you know take they the flagpole come with me. Uh, the people Christ that Almighty. broke in were went there to die. They were going. They were willing to die. The Proud Boys. When I filmed them, the first two, uh, uh, and and actually the night before the fifth, we saw the Proud Boys. No, we didn't see the Proud Boys because they were incognito. Because they knew they were going to do this, but Enrique had been arrested. But they were—they would do prayers where they were going. It was like that scene in in uh, Glory, you know. You know, they were going off to—they were going off to die. These were prayers on the battlefield. Oh yeah. They, they were asking God to save them and give them a glorious death on the battlefield. This was these prayers. So in some they ways, were, they were really lucky. Like, the National Guard was not like, there. They look like they look like yokels and, mm. and dipshits, as Greg says. But they're these guys are they're wife beaters, they're oh, abusers. Yeah. abusers. I mean, if yeah. you you know every single yeah. one of them, you know, when you start looking at, they are dangerous people. They are they're they're um, they have a da- they're they're they ascribe to a dangerous creed. You know they're sick and they need yeah. to be yeah. they need to be off the streets mm-hmm. and they need yeah. not to be allowed to go to washington again but on buses paid for by but here's here's uh, the, the by by the trump uh um you know oh, the that they, women that for trump set up america or, or jimmy made thomas america media llc uh you know with its 1.2 billion dollar um <laughs> 
that that oh, made an America thing is a good topic for another day. I'm really should, I'm going to put it. You know, I shot the video really that good. got them. I'm sorry. Yeah, you. I mean, Kushner, I shot the video that Kushner got them arrested. Kushner and Trump are supposedly not talking to each other right now, and I oh. think it's because the lawyers have stepped in, and Jared, you know, they all they're all in legal jeopardy, and and that's why you know Jared's Jared's he's he's dumb, but he's also a transactional guy and he saw his dad go to jail and i think they're right. you know i think they they have lawyers who are mm. like there is so much legal jeopardy for all these people right now Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank. Actually, i was gonna say can Deutsche i say Bank. right now when jared kushner gets indicted it may be the happiest day of my life oh, I'm everybody, gonna right everybody i'm gonna be everybody. I, i'm gonna lose my mind i'm gonna yeah. be so happy i'm if gonna be able to indicted. fly over the house yeah i can't wait for this narrative is funded by viewers like you Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.